You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. I'm with you in that. 
that in this season we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us and to guide us in navigating through our emotions and our feelings and to receive the joy of the Lord. We can ask the Holy Spirit to empower us to produce in us joy, peace, and strength. You know, a joy and a, a peace and strength is not based on our circumstances or what's happening in our world, but it's found in God and only in God. So this term, the joy of the Lord, is my strength. Well, you might have heard it before, and I've certainly heard it before, but it wasn't one that I really looked into. So what, what, is, what does it mean that the joy of the Lord is my strength? And we find it in, in the Bible in Nehemiah chapter 8. We see that Ezra, he comes before the Israelite people and he reads them the law, like God's, God's law to them. God's best for them to protect them, just like how a parent wants to protect their child. But the Israelites aren't sure what to think. Where in that moment, it's a lot for them to process. It's a lot of information. It's a lot to try to understand. And you know, sometimes for us, we're presented with new information or, or things in our lives are changing or we're in an uncomfortable situation. And it can leave us in an uneasy place, not knowing how to feel, not knowing how to respond. Maybe simply because we don't yet understand. So when you are presented with a new situation or you find yourself receiving new information, do you find yourself reacting to what is happening or do you find yourself responding? Do you find yourself being defensive, shutting down? But for each of us, can we learn to pause and turn to God so that we can take the, the time to discover what is the noise of our situation and our mind and our will and our emotions and what is the truth of God, what He's wanting to reveal to us in each moment. So we find that the, the Israelites, they're confused. They're being confronted by new information. And potentially they're not understanding what God is doing. Like, God, why are you putting these laws in place? Because they don't yet understand that He's doing it to protect them because He wants the best for them. And you know, for us, the Holy Spirit wants to take away our confusion and give us understanding. Now, when we're confused or uncertain or when we don't know what to think, we can turn to the Holy Spirit for understanding and allow His joy become our strength. Now John chapter 14 verse 26 says, When the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Now can I encourage you that when you have questions, when you're not sure about something, it can be as simple as asking the Holy Spirit to bring understanding. Now the Holy Spirit is our teacher, and He is our God. And when the Holy Spirit brings understanding, we step into joy, and a joy that can only be found in God. So Nehemiah, in, in chapter 8 and verse 10, and Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. 
Then all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food, and to celebrate with great joy, because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. Now we see in this moment that a moment of great confusion and misunderstanding of the Israelites that Nehemiah encouraged the people in God. And in the other wise council, the Levites that were around them, helped to bring understanding to the situation. You know, when we find ourselves in this place, can we ask God to encourage us? You know, who better to ask for encouragement than God himself? You know, can we turn to another trusted Christian for encouragement? Make sure that we have the right people around us to build us up and encourage us. You know, some of the most profound moments in my life have been when I've been receiving encouragement from those around me. You know, that when I take the time to be real and honest with the right people, to be real and honest with God about how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, you know, it's amazing how in those moments that God can speak into my life, that He can encourage me, and that He can impart a hope and a joy that goes beyond my understanding. So in that verse where it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The, in the original language, the word used for joy is only found twice in the entire Bible. And you know, this is significant because the joy that it's talking about here is different to normal joy. It's different to just a feeling of happiness. The joy of the Lord, it, it's more than just a fleeting feeling than just being happy about a situation, but it's a deep-rooted spiritual contentment and understanding. And I encourage you that the joy of the Lord is not circumstantial. The joy of the Lord is not dependent on what is happening in our lives and, and what, is, what it is that's going on around us. And you know, this morning, you, know, you might have a desire to, to feel the joy of the Lord, to experience spiritual contentment, but you're not sure how to find it. You know, maybe you find that your inner emotions try to take over. You know, in these, in these moments, we, we can choose to let our soul, our, our emotions and our will lead us, to let our emotions guide us, or we can take the time to pause and reset and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into truth and joy. Because when we allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds, it builds up our spirit, and it's there that we find true contentment. You know, when, when what we're experiencing can feel at odds with a feeling of joy, the joy of the Lord, we can take a moment to pause and ask for God's truth to be revealed, to seek encouragement from other Christians, and, and just to pray with them. So, what did the joy of the Lord represent to the Israelites? You know, for the Israelites, it, it points to God's faithfulness toward them. You know, that if they followed His instruction, they followed the, the instruction that He put before them, that He promised to supply their every need. To, he promised to lead them and to guide them, to protect them. You know, through their understanding of this, through discovering what this means, they found the joy of the Lord. You know, they could find joy in God's faithfulness 
They can find joy in God's protection. They can find joy in God's supply. They can find joy in God's guidance. All of this coming from their relationship with God. Can I encourage you this morning that these same promises are for us today? Where we can find joy in all these promises from God, that He promises to guide, to lead, to protect us, to supply our every need. But even more than that, joy is found in understanding God's grace toward us. You know, God's promise to us is that it's an action as well because He sent Jesus to die on a cross to take our place so that we could be restored into relationship with God. You know, when we have a, a supernatural revelation of what that means, it brings about great joy. You know, our responsibility is to simply exercise faith in Jesus. You know, He bridges the gap for us. And this understanding brings great joy. Joy is found in our relationship with God and understanding how we can freely enter it. And we can experience joy knowing that God's grace provides a pathway for us to enter into relationship with God. And that His grace empowers us to live a life that is pleasing to God. Now there's such joy found in understanding this that now, it's not about our good deeds or what we do, but it's about God's grace to save us. In Matthew chapter 11 from verse 28, it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Now, by God's grace, Jesus carried our burdens to the cross so that we don't have to carry them anymore. Now, a moment of reflection for us this morning is what burdens has Jesus carried for you? And what burdens has Jesus carried for you? And also, what burdens am I still choosing to carry? What burdens am I still choosing to carry? What burdens haven't I given to Jesus? Now, sometimes this can be hard because these things that we carry through life, we can be so used to carrying them. You know, if you've been carrying something for 10 years, you might not even know it's there. Because we can become familiar with it, we can become comfortable with it. But God doesn't want us to carry our burdens. He wants to carry them for us. Now this morning we can choose to take a step towards freedom. We can choose to take a step towards joy by asking God to carry our burdens for us. Because it's a promise that He gives to us. And through the revelation of this we find joy. Now, the joy of the Lord is found in salvation. That we're made holy through salvation in God's grace, not by our work or by our own self-righteousness. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, says, God saved you by His grace when you believe. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. 
gave us salvation as a gift from God. That's not a reward for the, the good things that we have done. Now, the revelation of this brings about great joy. But the enemy can try to take away our joy by sowing seeds of death. Now, John chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. God's purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. You know, those thoughts that you might have that you're not good enough, that you're not deserving of God's love, you know, they're from the enemy, they're not from God. Because salvation is a free gift. It's not something that we earn. You know, the enemy might point toward our shortcomings and our weaknesses, telling us that we're not good enough, but God says that we are good enough. But Jesus made a way that we are good enough because we're recipients of a grace that is undeserved. So the joy of the Lord is found in understanding your weaknesses. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 says, Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. And there can be great joy found in understanding our weaknesses, that they're not something for us to look down upon ourselves, but an area of our lives for God to empower us, for God to build us up. Because it brings about an understanding that the power of Jesus in us can work through us despite our weaknesses. When momentary weaknesses or or weaknesses by design, understanding that we have a need for God's empowerment. You know, even for myself this week in, in preparing this message, there were moments where I didn't feel strong. There were moments where I, I didn't feel that the joy of the Lord was my strength. But it was in understanding those moments and going to God and saying, God, I need your help here. And turning to trusted people around me and saying, Hey, can you help me with this? Because weaknesses aren't always a bad thing. Weaknesses allow God to work through us. Joy is found in understanding your weaknesses. The joy of the Lord is, is God-centered. My question for us today is, where am I searching for joy? Now, am I searching for joy in, in things of the world, in in the things that I do or the, the people that I do life with or am I searching for joy in God? Because true joy, the joy of the Lord is only found in God. Now, can I encourage you that if you if you find yourself searching for something, if, if you have an internal yearning to, to experience God, to not give up, don't give up on searching for God, don't give up on searching for His joy. Because his promise to us is from Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Now, when we find God, we find joy. True joy is only found in God. And the Holy Spirit produces joy in us. 
And so I encourage you this morning that if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, that the Holy Spirit resides inside of you. That the power of the Holy Spirit is in you to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Now, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, He can produce joy in your life. Now, when we allow Him to produce fruit in us, so how does the Holy Spirit produce fruit in us? How does the Holy Spirit produce joy in us? Well, if we look just a couple of verses earlier, it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Now, when we allow the Holy Spirit to guide our lives, He can produce joy in us. So I encourage you to allow space and time for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. Through a deepened relationship with God. You know, for me, I've had to learn over the years that when things happen or people do things that I don't understand, that I can choose to pass judgment on them. I can choose to try to react to it. I can ask God to reveal to me the reason why. I can ask the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in my life. That although these things are happening, that through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I can continue to act with patience, that I can continue to act with joy, with love, with gentleness. The joy of the Lord is found in remembering God's faithfulness. I encourage you not to underestimate the power of testimony. The power of sharing what God is doing in your life with others. Regardless of how big or how small it is. Because when you share your testimony with others, it reminds them of God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness in your life, but also God's faithfulness toward them. And in sharing your testimony and remembering what God's done in your life, it can bring about great joy. You know, for me, at the, I shared this story before, but at the end of last year, you know, I, I, I needed a change of work situation. Not that I really knew it yet, but a job opportunity came along at the start of this year. And you know, at first I was going to say no to it, but I felt that the Holy Spirit told me that maybe I could, maybe I could give it a go. So I took that opportunity of, of working with you for all this story. And I can I say that that's one of the, the best decisions that God ever led me to. You know, it's, it's opened my eyes. It's given me, you know, such a stronger desire, such a stronger vision for what God's not only doing through you for life, but what He's doing in my life, what He's doing through our church, through our youth ministry. You know, God was so faithful to me that he, he brought about that opportunity at the right time, at the right place. So what do I need to do to continue to remind myself of God's faithfulness? Because, you know, there's moments where I forget about it. There's moments where 
that's not at the front of my mind, but when I turn back to it and I remember God's faithfulness, it fills me with such joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. So what can you do to remind yourself of God's faithfulness in your everyday life? And finally this morning, the joy of the Lord is found in a thankful heart. Now 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now we have so much to be thankful for. You know, the small things, the big things. And when we position ourselves to be reminded of God's faithfulness toward us, it produces a thankful heart in us. And that causes us to be filled with joy, a, a spiritual contentment, remembering what God has done, remembering God's faithfulness toward us, remembering God's supply to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 30 says, It is God who has made you part of Christ. And Christ has become for us wisdom from God. He is the reason we are right with God and pure enough to be in His presence. Christ is the one who set us free from sin. For as the scriptures say, whoever boasts should only boast about the Lord. Now we have so much to be thankful for. And you know, maybe we're not very good at boasting, but I encourage you to boast in the Lord. That when God's doing something, to boast about it. It's to be shared. It's for us to be thankful for because it produces in us such joy. Never forget God's faithfulness to you. And never stop sharing throughout. Now for all of us, God desires to produce in us His joy. His joy, true joy, the joy of the Lord. You know, it's more than just a fleeting feeling, more than just happiness, more than just an emotion, but it's a deep-rooted spiritual contentment and understanding. That's not circumstantial. The joy of the Lord is God-centered. It only can be found in God. And it comes through understanding who God is and understanding His grace. As I finish this morning, we're going to take a moment to reflect. And a question for us today is what's one thing that you need God to do today? What's the one area of your life that you would ask God to produce joy in? Now, another question is there anything that's preventing you from experiencing God's joy? Now, this morning we can ask God to reveal that to us and reveal His joy to us. So let's take a moment to allow God to speak to us and allow the joy of the Lord to be an inner strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 is prayer for us this morning. Because I pray that for His glorious unlimited resources He will empower you with inner strength to experience then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and peace and strength. Lord God, we, we thank you that your joy is our strength. And God, I pray right now that you would 
was very great in the proclamation of the news Holy Spirit, we ask that you would produce joy in us this morning. Holy Spirit, we ask that as we take this moment to reflect, God, that you would reveal joy in our hearts. Lord, what a wonderful time of year to be reminded about God's joy and God's hope. In a few short days, we're going to be celebrating the hope of the world, the birth of God, the birth of joy, I mean. And then, I, just before we move on this morning, I just, just wanted to take a moment because this close our eyes for a moment. And one, one of the key things that God has this morning is joy starts with salvation. And the of salvation is the fact that God loves you so much, He sent Jesus into the world. Our sin is the cross rose again on the third day. He was given life and restored relationship with God. He said, He just starts with salvation. He's walking through life, he's struggling through life, and you don't want to do this yet. God wants you to give the gift of salvation and joy. Hallelujah. Think about what it says in Romans 10, verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And the moment we're going to pray a prayer. And as part of that prayer, you will be calling on the name of the Lord. So you know Jesus personally. You'll be saved. So if, if that's your case, you don't know him personally. Maybe you've been off walking on a journey for a while and it's time for to bring him back in step with God. I want to invite you to pray this prayer with us this morning. I think that this morning you have some time to pray. Why don't we pray? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross, was buried, and rose again for the forgiveness of my sin. This morning, I call upon the name of the Lord. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.